SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Friday, July 9th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well. On an Opposite Picks Friday as we close out the week. Well, Bucks try and set sail on the sun. Same time next year. Bauer remains out. COVID wins out. Fans are out of luck at the Olympics. Maxed out in San Diego. Uh, is McGregor's 15 minutes of fame running out? Pretty sad, and that's why they call me Mr. Vegas. We'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here again on a Friday, July 9th. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Friday morning? Hopefully surviving here on the East Coast. The uh, thunderstorms and the tornado watches and everything else in effect right now as we have a blizzard in the process going on in my backyard. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Why? Because I have a generator. $13,000 later, I don't have to worry about my electricity going out. How about that? Cha-ching, cha-ching, podcast subscribers. Who's going to get the last lap? Mr. Vegas. Yes, I am. Uh, the Suns got the last last uh, last lap last night. Uh, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks 118-108. to What are the odds of Phoenix scoring 118 points exactly in the first two games? That's what they did. They won by 13, game one. They win by 10. Another double-digit deciding game. What a postseason has been just basically a dud. Just an absolute NBA dud. NHL, terrific, except for the the final series. But uh, the NBA basically has been blowout from start to finish. You get on one hand how many games really have come down to the wire, buzzer beater type of things. It's it's been tough. So Phoenix was, was probably more in control of game one than they were last night but you know, they they were in control of the fourth quarter it was basically a 10-point lead you know bucks within striking distance the whole time but they just never really got it that that close where you thought they were going to win the game so phoenix takes a two nothing series lead uh game three is sunday so it's not tomorrow so it's not one day off it's not two days off you get basically three days later we're going to get a game three. Then we get three more days later before we get a game four. So certainly Milwaukee has a couple of days to work on whatever they feel necessary to work on, whether it's the Greek freak getting that much more healthier. Although uh, I don't know how much more you can expect out of him. He put in 42 points last night and they still lost and they still lost by double digits. No less. I mean, 
You, you can get your butt kicked and not play well because of it in series. But when you play, you know, relatively well game one, uh, relatively well in game two is, as far as statistically is concerned, and you still get your ass kicked by double digits, that's that's demoralizing. And, you know, if 42 points last night, 12 rebounds for the Greek freak who's really not Greek, and they still lose by 10 points. Very disheartening. Very, very disheartening. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, just getting underway. Hour number one of our two-hour extravaganza. We welcome the full audience here, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. So, Suns do take a 2-0 series lead. I haven't checked FanDuel. Let's do it right now. What do you think? Uh, they were 3-1 to one favorites. Well, they were 2-1 to one favorites to start the series. But that was based on really not knowing if uh, Giannis was going to play or not. As we know, he did. So that's why I only went up, as I thought it would, only 100 points to minus 3-1 to one after winning game one. I'm guessing after winning game two, I'm going to say it'll be more than 100. I think it's going to be like minus 450, maybe even 5-1. to one. Let's see. Well, let's see what fan does. I'm going to say officially minus 475. Uh, let's see. Money line. They get the uh, – here we go. It is uh, – I'm a genius. Minus 480. Yeah, I could set these lines. I, I really could. And, you know, when I get fired, and as everyone does in this profession, my next job is setting lines. Phoenix minus 480 uh, against the Bucks. You can get the Bucks at plus 380. Not bad. I, I got to tell you, the you know, Bucks did rally from 2 nothing down, although they were given a gift by the Brooklyn Nets. We, we've seen the Clippers rally from 2 nothing down a couple of times to win series. It's You know, it's not the end of the world to think that they'll win game three. Then, you know, it's basically all up to a game four. So plus 380 on Milwaukee, very, very tempting, especially after seeing uh, you know Giannis go for 42 last night. So he is clearly uh, over his knee injury. But minus 480 on the Suns. Does anybody bet that? I know odds say that they'll win, but when you've seen Milwaukee do it once and you've seen the uh, Clippers do it twice already this postseason, well, you'd have to be nuts to lay minus four eighty. I don't, you know, if it's three to one or three nothing, okay, or three to one, I get it, but uh, I'm not laying four eighty. So it's basically, do you want to bet Milwaukee or not at plus three eighty? Kind, kind of figured. Bucks for the game itself, they are a four point favorite. I saw three and a half at some places, and it's a four at Fanduel, a minus one seventy four in the money line. So they're they're begging to take Phoenix. They are that is for sure. That line, you, you lose by double digit. It's not once but twice. And now all of a sudden you're a four-point home favorite. Interesting. That's how the boys in Vegas work. All right, just getting underway. We'll check out the NBA. We'll go over some of the numbers from last night's games. I'll give you my thoughts on it. We got baseball. We got opposite picks. Full slate on this last day of opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. think winning is only a matter of chance think again we bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes keep it here and get the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network ball step back two-pointer pucks it up too strong rebound bridges tips it out the crowder 
Walker for three. DeAndre Ayton the rebound. Hall for three. to the drive, blocked by Aiden, saved by Bridges. All the drive, kicks it out, deflected. Bridges across the lane, leans in, layup, he backs it home. Giannis is on the perimeter, they're not able to clean up the rebound. Paul the drive, lost it momentarily, kicks it out to Crowder, his jumper, got it! Final seconds, the Phoenix Suns are now two wins away from their first NBA championship. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That you are, ABC with the call. Mike Breen there as the Suns do win by 10, 118-108. They take a 2-0 series lead, and they are off and running to get their first NBA championship. How about that? So, Bucks are in a big hole uh, not an insurmountable one by any stretch, but uh, again, as, as uh, I said earlier, if, if you played halfway decent as they did and, and really weren't competitive, that that's what's disappointing if you're a Bucks fan. You know, if you said, uh, you know, the Greek freak, who's really not Greek, uh, had 15 points and then 10 rebounds, and Middleton, you know, had 10 points, and Holiday had 10 points, and they get your ass kicked twice. Okay, you know what? You say, let's regroup and then let's give them our best shot game three, but that really wasn't the case. I mean, you can make the the argument that Holiday or Middleton could have played better, but it's you know same old story with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, as I said at the top, at the top, same time next year. Uh, what's the problem with Milwaukee when you see them play? They don't have a legitimate number two guy. Uh, you know, one day it's Middleton, the next day it's Holiday. But in 2021, when you need legitimately 119 points to win games. You can't win with one guy. You can't win with two guys. You need three guys. And Milwaukee has two and a half guys or or two guys with two of them being a half of one. You know, you got the Giannis, and then one day it's Middleton, then the next day it's Holiday. Next day it's Middleton, Holiday, then uh, the following day it's, it's Middleton. They go back and forth. But, you know, you need both those guys. You need three guys to be able to score in the NBA and win, especially when you're getting next to nothing out of P.J. Tucker. Uh, and seven points for him was, was good because his total is four and a half as far as his uh, FanDuel over-under points total. So you get 42 out of, out of Jonathan. I mean, you can't expect anything more out of that. You know, didn't play particularly well points-wise in game one with 20, but you got 29 out of Middleton. But you didn't get anything out of Holiday. Two straight games. You know that that that's just that. This is why you know the whole NBA uh, NBA world. You know they're all going gaga. Oh, they got Drew Holiday for the New Orleans Pelicans before the season began. Oh, this is the final piece to the puzzle for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I kept on telling you people, he sucks. See, he's not anything good. He was part of the problem in New Orleans. I don't care how much you gave up. It's like George Steinbrenner. You know, let, let's pay a mediocre player a gazillion dollars, and that's going to make them better. No, it didn't. It, it really didn't. All it did was cause you aggravation. And same thing with Drew Holiday. He's a mediocre. He's a nice, nice little player, but he's not. If you think Drew Holiday is putting you over the top, then you're in a lot of trouble. Then you're misguided. And all those NBA so-called experts, you know, the mopes that they are, completely, completely misguided. Two games, he scored 27 points. He's got to get 27 in one game game not two games combined 10 games in game one 
Little better last night, 17, but on 7 of 21 shooting. He sucks. 11 of 35 from the field so far in this NBA Finals. Again, you know, this is a flawed Bucks team. It, it is what it is. They had no business beating the, the Brooklyn Nets. They wouldn't have if not for the Kyrie and Harden injuries. They had no business in even, in fact, beating the, the Atlanta Hawks. They would have probably lost that series if not for Trey Young's injury. And, and they're getting badly outplayed. I told you yesterday, I think they're going to get swept. So, uh, And if they don't get swept, then they might win one game. They And, and I even said it, and I'll, I'll hold true it, uh, to it. I think Phoenix wins game three. I think the Bucs will win game four just because the NBA will step in and, and make sure there's a fifth game. It has been a disastrous postseason. Uh, they are not going to allow a sweep. So uh, don't be surprised to see Devin Booker and Chris Paul in foul trouble in the first quarter, three fouls each in game four. You know, oh, yes, but, you know, if they're up three games to none. But I, so I think it's going to be a, a nondescript five-game series or a sweep. But, uh, but I do think Phoenix is going to win game five. I, I do. They're just a better team. And they're not a great team. They're just a better team. Milwaukee maxed out. They're, Drew Holiday isn't any good. Middleton is good one game. You know, he has elevated his game this postseason. I'll, I'll give him that. But is he a guy you can count on for 25 points every single night? No. He's He scored 25-plus last three, but not last night. Five of 16 shooting, one of six from three-point land, 11 lousy points. Minus 15 is plus minus rating. Here's the problem with the Milwaukee Bucks. Two of their starters, or two of their main guys, we'll say. Uh, Connaughton didn't start, but he had 34 minutes. Uh, Middleton and Connaughton, uh, minus 15 and minus 14 in your plus minus rating. There you go. Uh, Greek Freak is plus three. Lopez only minus one. The Holiday, as much as we're ripping them, only minus three. Uh, P.J. Tucker only minus five. But Middleton and uh, Connaughton, two of your main guys, a combined minus 29. When those guys were on the court, in other words, they were outscored by 15 when, uh, when it was Middleton and uh, 14 with, with Pat. Can't win that way. Just You just just can't. You know, the Bucs are going to go into this offseason in the same spot they were last offseason. What? We need one more guy. We need one more score. And I don't know if they have any bullets left. The only thing that you can hope Milwaukee has is the attraction that you're going to be playing with Giannis. So uh, you get a veteran player, you know, the, uh, the the not necessarily him, but, the, you know, the DeMarcus Cousins of the world, you know, and, and that are willing to accept less money and play for a championship perhaps versus, uh, you know, signing with Cleveland or, you know, Sacramento or some other god-awful team, right, for, for more money. You have to hope that the Greek freak is really not Greek and attract really good veteran players that are willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes to win. Otherwise, this team will be out in the second round of the postseason next year, like they should have been this year. Um, the, the Middleton and Lopez and Holiday just are not championship level. They're nice players. They'll get you to where the Bucks are, but that's it. They'll, they'll never beat a Western Conference, never in a million years. Who are they going to beat? They can't beat the Phoenix Suns. I mean, really think about it, it, it not, not to, you know, piss on their parade here, but, you know, the Phoenix Suns aren't exactly great. You know, they legitimately have two scores. When their third-round players, if you will, um, you know, come up big like Mikael Bridges did last night, 27 points. And he's actually turning it. He looks like he could be a pretty good player. Um, so he he may end up being that third absolute, absolute legitimate score. But ultimately, they got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You know, Aiton scored 10 points last night, nothing special. 
Uh, you know, Bridges did go off for his 27. You know, Jay Crowder had 11 points. You know, they were going gaga over Jay Crowder. I mean, 11 points, you know, in an NBA game in 2021. That, that's nothing. They had no bench to speak of. You know, Payne had two points. Uh, Johnson had eight. But it's basically the starting five. So if the Bucks can't be, you know, competitive, Two games, losing by double digits, uh, both games against this Phoenix Suns team. How are they ever going to beat the Lakers, a healthy Laker team? How are they ever going to beat a healthy Denver Nuggets team? You know, how are they ever going to beat a healthy L.A. Clippers team? Not, not even close. The Milwaukee Bucks, you know, I won't say they're outside the top 10, but they're right there as far as lower, like, they're not top five. They're, they're nowhere, in my eyes, close to being a top five team. In the Eastern or in the NBA, I I would put them around eight or nine. I'd list all those Western Conference teams. I'd list Brooklyn. Hell, I'd list the Boston Celtics. You know, with a real head coach over the Milwaukee Bucks. So this is a bad. It's it's a I won't say bad. It's a mediocre team. It, it, it really is, and it's showing in these NBA Finals. Two straight games. Can't play defense. They they couldn't spell defense, never, let alone play it. I, I'm watching the four-letter network guys afterwards analyze what they did wrong on defense. I'm like, listen, you don't have to be a genius. and They don't play defense. They leave guys wide open. Pathetic basketball if you're a Bucks fan. And I even had the Suns. I'm still upset with Milwaukee. More coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. Our team all season long has been, you know, you put the work in, you live with the results. So if Book shoot it, I expect it to go in. I get mad at him when he don't shoot, <laughs> you know, so big shots. And that one sequence you had to end the first half, nine or ten passes, eight and ends up with an and one. Uh, as your passing rubbed off on these guys, <laughs> how do you explain that one? Uh, we, we have a saying with our team, uh, it's called good to great. You know, we pass up good shots to get great shots. And it's the unselfishness of, of our team. Any coach in America, I'm sure they love to show their team that clip. And, you know, D.A. No, they wouldn't. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing how <clears throat> someone can see something or two people can see the same thing but see something different. It, it really is amazing. Uh, Scott Wetzel, hour number one of our final two-hour extravaganza. Yeah, uh, in case you didn't hear, we're moving the show to uh, nights, 9 to midnight Eastern time. No longer the morning. It's, we're going to move uh, do a little in-game live, me and Dane Martinez. So this will be your final opposite picks, although the opposite picks world-class segment uh, will be incorporated uh, in the nighttime show. But, uh, yeah, no more morning show after today. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be running at this point. I know it's nothing going to be great. Uh, well, compared to me, obviously. So, uh, well, yeah, last uh, last uh, two-hour extravaganza here. So, anyway, that's Chris Paul. And I, I tell you, it is amazing how two people can see the same thing and see something different. 
And last night, just before the first half ended, the Phoenix Suns passed the ball around nine times. I think it was nine, ten times, they said, before they finally took a shot. And the shot went in. So ultimately, they got what they wanted. And they're all going gaga. You know, Breen, company, and Van Dumby on TV. Oh, what a great play. And Jackson, and then you just heard Chris Paul there, and the idiotic announcer or, the, or a reporter there asking in praise about how great a you know, possession that was. And if you haven't seen it, I guarantee you, you guys are smarter than the average Joe Schmo. Because as I'm watching it unfold, and I'm saying, shoot, 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 and shoot some more, and they are passing, passing, and passing some more, uh, I'm getting more and more frustrated because why? It's 2021 basketball. They had at least four opportunities out of those nine, ten passes to take wide-open two-point shots, and they didn't. Instead, they passed the ball around the perimeter out to the three-point shot. And the guy would be somewhat open, but there'd be a defender that would make a run at him, and then he'd pass the ball. And that guy would be somewhat open, but someone would make a run at him, and they pass the ball. And then that guy would penetrate, be wide open for a 15-footer. Does he take it? No, he kicks it back out again. Time after time after time. So the bird brain, who doesn't know anything about basketball and just enjoys this this slop that we've been seeing this year, is uh, thinking to themselves, oh, what a great possession. Oh, they passed the ball nine, ten times. No. You want to know what's wrong with the NBA? You take that possession. That's what's wrong with the NBA. The Phoenix Suns could have easily, easily had, like I said, three or four wide-open 10- to 15-foot jumpers, and they didn't take it. Because nobody takes a two-point shot these days. It's got to be a three or a layup or dunk or bust. You know, the, 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 ten, the mid-range jumper is just invisible, gone from our game today. So that was as pathetic. I don't don't let anybody tell you that that was all oh, what a great. And I know the water cooler, they're going to be, oh, what a great possession that was. No, you know what? Correct them. Tell them, no, it wasn't. It was an awful possession. It was a brutal possession. It's what's wrong with the NBA. Don't take a wide-open 10-footer. No, not when you could kick it out and have a guy pretend to take a 30-footer. Now, ultimately, they made the shot, so you got to give them credit for that, I suppose. But don't tell me that's a better shot selection process than uh, you know taking an open 10-footer. God, yeah, NBA, it's, it's tough to watch. It, it is just tough to watch. Wide-open shot or opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And they just wouldn't take it. They took 88 shots last night, the Phoenix Suns. 40. Nearly half the shots they took were from three-point land. You know, and, and that possession is a perfect example. Guys would be wide open. And, you know, I numerous times, numerous times, I saw three-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-two fast breaks, drive to the lane, get a layup or get fouled, and instead they kick it out to three. They just, it's a tough watch. Now, listen, these guys are good. Uh, you know, Phoenix shot 20%, or excuse me, 50%, 20 of 40. So it, it's, you know, it's not like it's not working. They're they're about to win an NBA championship, Scott. I get that. It's not about whether it works or not. It's about whether it's smart basketball. 
You know, you heard the guy say, uh, you know, oh, they, they would be showing this to every high school coach in the nation. No, they wouldn't. Or if they did, the high school coach would be laughing because his high school team is not shooting 50% from three. Uh, you know, if, if a high school team did that and, and, you know, passed up that many opportunities, you know, the guys I think would be sitting the bench. But that's the NBA in 2021. And that's how you got to win. You got to get three points for every two the opposition gets. It's amazing. Uh, you know, a Bucks on the other hand, you know, shot nine of 31 from three. Not bad. You know, not awful. Not not great. Uh, you know, 29%. Uh, 31 shots from three, 93 overall. You know, that's at least a halfway decent ratio. But that team ends up losing by double digits. So who's wiser for where, right? You know, we can criticize the Suns for taking nothing but threes, basically. Yet they won the game by double digits. The other team has, has got the big-time center. And, you know, trying to do it the right way, then they got their ass kicked. So keep on taking the threes, I suppose. That That's the NBA, but that's what makes it uh, insufferable at times. And that, that's where you watch these games. Uh, you got to be an idiot to bet the under. I, I think we had a double winner last night. You know, we gave you yesterday, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's why they called me Mr. Vegas. Told you the Phoenix Suns. I told you the over. So if you didn't win last night, well, then you're not listening or paying attention to the program. Or you went opposite. Uh, but, you know, Phoenix shot 49% from the field, 50%. You know, it, it was a funny thing. They shot 50% from threes, but only 49 overall. So if you eliminate the three-point shot, they shot worse from the two-point area. And a few of those were dunk shots than they did, uh, you know, the, from three-point land. Booker 7 of 12, Paul 3 of 5, Bridges 3 of 9, Crowder 3 of 5. And uh, all on down the line they go. 118 to 108. Bucks are doomed. Uh, this series, it's not been a great postseason for the NBA. That, that is for sure. No drama, um, no last second shots, really not even that much controversy, to tell you the truth. I mean, the biggest controversy is whether the Greek freak is taking too long uh, to take his free throws. Last night he was, uh, what was he last night in his 42 points? He was actually halfway decent, right? Um, yeah, 11 of 18. 11 of eight, although I must say, I know we, we've beaten this story to death, but you're talking about one of the top two, three, four, five players in the game, right? Decide where he sits, but somewhere in that, you know, in that range. And he basically can't hit a free throw to save his life. <clears throat> and not only does he miss, like when his misses are not like just, you know, off the iron, rolling out, no good. He shoots air balls. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm watching last night, and he's shooting air ball after air ball. Again, but still 18 of, uh, you know, 11 of 18, which isn't, you know, the worst, but still. And I'm thinking to myself, you're one of the best players in the NBA, and yet you can't even hit the freaking rim on a free throw. You know, the, the girls' basketball team from Topeka High literally can probably shoot free throws better than one of the top two, three players in the game. How is that possible? How is it possible a guy who loves to take three-point shots, which we're not talking about a Shaq here or a Will Chamberlain that didn't shoot, you know, outside of five, six, seven feet. We're talking about a center who, you know, professes to be a point guard and wants to shoot threes, and yet he can't hit a free throw. How is that possible? You're in the NBA. You can't even hit the rim, let alone make a shot. I, I It's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I, I, I'll never understand that. I just never understand it. So, Suns win 118-108. We got a few days off, game three, Sunday night. Baseball uh, last night, wow. I don't know what the in-game line is, and that's uh, one of the things we'll be doing with the night show, uh, 9 to 8 p.m. Eastern time, or uh, 9 to midnight Eastern time. Uh, it's it's called in-game live, if you're not familiar with it. We, we suggest bets on uh, games that are in progress. Uh, because FanDuel and the like have updated odds throughout the game. So I don't know what it was last night. I didn't check. But Washington was leading San Diego 8-0. Not only was Washington leading San Diego 8-0, they had ace Max Scherzer on the hill. And not only was Washington leading San Diego 8-0 with Max Scherzer on the hill, they were leading the Fathers 8-0 with a pissed-off Max Scherzer who got snubbed from the All-Star game on the hill. I mean, you would have thought, what are the chances? Don't tell me he blew an 8-0 lead. Don't tell me that. Maybe he gave up a couple of runs. Maybe San Diego made it somewhat close. But don't tell me he blew an 8-0 lead a day after finding out he was not going to the All-Star game. Final? Washington 8, San Diego 9. Max Scherzer, with an 8-0 lead, could not hold the lead. Do you believe that? Father scores seven times in the fourth inning. They bounce him from the game, and he end up losing the contest. Wow. What were the in-game line numbers on that game when it was 8-0 Washington? I'd like to know. If anyone saw it, let me know. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bell lines one, caught! It's second base! He hit it to the crown zone! You can hit it anywhere, but don't hit it at the crown zone! Winning run at third base. Grisham lines it into right! From third comes Fram! Padres trailing 8-0! They walk it off 9-8! It's San Diego sending the Friar faithful into a frenzy! You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Padres Radio Network with the call. As they do win nine to eight, wow, what a comeback! I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you know, the, the run line, you know, mostly it, it would be like minus seven and a half, minus eight and a half, minus nine, minus six, whatever the runs. I don't know if FanDuel would have posted a line, maybe, uh, you know, maybe on uh, on the Nationals. You know, every once in a while, you know, if you just like, if you did it every single night, like we'll be doing Monday through Friday now, nine to midnight. And just said, all right, you know, every single time we have an eight nothing game, I'm gonna put five dollars. You know, I'm gonna put two hundred dollars aside. Let's just say you're a fifty hundred dollar better. 
I'm going to put five bucks down on every single time I see that. Now, the Phillies were 8 nothing leaders over the Cubs, and they won 8 nothing. So, it obviously doesn't happen all the time. But I bet you it happens enough where you make money. Uh, if, if you're that consistent, because that line, if they had an in-game line, uh, you probably could have had the Padres at, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it would have been a thousand to one, but I with Scherzer on the hill, you know, it, it, it would have been pretty darn close. I bet, I, I bet you would have gotten a good, uh, you know, pl- return on your, uh, a hundred dollar bet of a good 5,000. Uh, if they actually had a line posted. So it, it does occur every once in a while, believe it or not. Padres Radio Network there with the call as, as uh, San Diego does rally and win. Uh, how about that? Got our poll question up there for uh, tonight slash this morning. Uh, and that is, well, let's first let's recap uh, yesterday, shall we? Uh, yesterday's causing a little bit of controversy with the bird brains in Oklahoma uh, and all five of their followers. Uh, U.S. women's soccer team turns back on 98-year-old vet national anthem despite their denials. Are you rooting for them to win at the Olympics? You know, forget about what I think, uh, Oklahoma, Topeka, Kansas. Uh, let the law, let let the audience, you know, and we have a little saying here, don't let the facts get in the way of a good little rant. Forget about what I think and say. Uh, the public has spoken. The masses have decided that no way gets 43% of the votes. Whether you want to argue that they, uh, you know, turned their backs, whether you want to say, no, they didn't, they were just looking at the flag, whether you want to say they're too stupid to realize that they should be facing the guy doing the national anthem, whatever you may think, right? Not saying you're right, wrong, or indifferent. You can make the case the flag was there. Why half would be looking there, the other half looking forward? Who knows? But the bottom line is 43% of people voting said no way. 16, well, 17, 16.9 said, who cares? I hate soccer. 6% said undecided. Only 33% said yes, absolutely. So two out of every three people declined the opportunity to say they were rooting for the U.S. women's soccer team to win. How about that? I'm not going to be, but I hate soccer. But I do like women's sports because, uh, as I pointed out to the bird braids in Oklahoma, uh, give me another national sports talk show host that talks WNBA. Uh, So don't tell me I don't appreciate women's sports. Thank you very much. Cha-ching, cha-ching as we continue to make money off the ladies. Although they were not in action last night. Of course not. You're not going to go head-to-head with the NBA. You know, the the ratings would go down to tubes if you actually had a WNBA game. Um, So must-see TV this weekend in sports. Not a whole lot going on. You got the NBA Finals uh, Game 3 on Sunday. You got the uh, Poirier-McGregor fight uh, tomorrow night. And you got uh, opposite pick reruns on your YouTube you know, so uh, or any baseball game. So McGregor fight, NBA Finals, baseball, or uh, yours truly. Get your vote in. We'll update that a couple times before we are through. All right. Uh, baseball again to yesterday. Not a, not a bad day uh, you know, working with the boys in Vegas. Let's run down the schedule here. Uh, Dodgers uh, yesterday afternoon did snap their three-game losing streak uh, as they beat the Marlins 6-1. to one. That was to be expected, but that's okay. You just got to continue to play the Dodgers streaks. And as I told you, over the long haul, you're going to make a lot of money. Now 52-36 and 36 if you play the Dodgers streaks. So you got to play them to win tonight. Oakland did salvage uh, one game against the Astros, uh, 2-1. to one. They beat the Strohs yesterday afternoon. Rockies get a rare win on the road. 
9-3 over the Diamondbacks, only their seventh road win. That really is an amazing stat. They are 7-33 and on the road. Seven out of 40 games. Wow. And, and the amazing thing is, as we continue to point out, that they're actually terrific at home. It's it's remarkable, the splits for the Rockies. You know, well over, well over 500 at home and just unbelievable, you know, 26 games under 500 on the road. But they do win yesterday, uh, 9-3. Stankies nearly get no hit. 4-0, they lose to Seattle. They held uh, to one hit, a Stanton double to start off the second inning. So the no-hitter was gone early, but still, uh, rookie Logan Gilbert shines uh, as he gets the win. Now 3-2, and two, stopping the stanky bats, 4-0 Mariners uh, salvage one game of their three-game set. Uh, Cleveland snapped their nine-game losing streak, uh, beating Kansas City 7-4, to four, uh, two just god-awful teams. Phillies, I told you, blanked the Cubs 8 to nothing. Uh, Brad Miller, three-run homer, uh, or hit three home runs uh, for the first time in his career. Wouldn't think that would be happening too often, so there you go. Uh, Milwaukee over the Reds, 5-3. to three. Twinkies beat the Tigers, 5-3. to three. No big deal there. And uh, San Diego, as I mentioned, 9-8 over the Nationals. So Baltimore and Toronto postponed. Same thing with the, the Mets and Pittsburgh Pirates. Our opposite picks. Uh, for yesterday, we, we were hurt by the, the rain uh, that we're getting here in the East Coast. An insane thing uh, with that uh, Baltimore game. Uh, they were wiped off the board, so nothing there. Uh, we had the Milwaukee Bucks plus the five and a half. I told you I love the Phoenix Suns, so going opposite, you were a loser. Uh, had the Stankies as an opposite pick against Seattle. That was a loser. Uh, rained out Baltimore in the Pittsburgh games, and we did have San Diego last night, as I did like Washington. I thought they were a live dog. Eight, now I go to bed, they're up eight, nothing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Actually, it wasn't eight nothing. They had started their comeback. It was like eight to five or so. Uh, but the, we won with the Padres going opposite. So one and two with a couple of rainouts with our opposite picks. We got a six pack of winners for you later on. But overall, we're nine and four this week. And uh, overall, uh, 21 games over 500, 323 up and 302 down. Our pyramid plays. We had Toronto against the Orioles. I did love that play, uh, so that got rained out. We won with the NBA Phoenix, and we won with over uh, 33 to have Chris Paul uh, points and uh, assists and rebounds. So that was the winner. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So our NBA play of the day, we're now 12 games over 500, and our NBA prop, we're dead even at 37 and 37. You know, we didn't do this yesterday. My, my bad, but we'll do it here. First up in the NBA, so the favorite and the home team, same team, won, and they covered the spread. So, and the game went over. Favorites this postseason, straight up 57 and 30. That's that that's not too bad. The the more amazing thing is that favorites are 50 and 35 and two against the spread. There's only been seven favorites this entire postseason that have won the game and failed to cover. So when you consider the underdogs that won outright, obviously covered, and then all but seven favorites winning and covering, as long as you pick the winning team, you won every single game except seven. Out of 87 playoff games, the winning team is 78-7-2 and two against the spread. It's a little misleading. Uh, when you say things like that, just because the, you know, the underdog is going to win outright sometimes. And that means he obviously covered 
Uh, and then you're going to get a certain amount of favorites that actually win. So it, it sounds better than what it is, but that still is impressive. You, you pick the winning team in the NBA this year. You're 78-7-2 against the spread. Easier said than done, though. Used to have a guy call up all the time from Texas, Mikey. And I used to preach that all the time. And I always used to tell him, I said, I know, Mike, but you're making it sound like it's easy just to pick the winner because he used to do that in college football. I said, it's not easy. You know, I mean, you're making it sound like, oh, okay, no big deal. Just, you know, give me the winning team. But it's, uh, you know, it's not easy picking the winning team. But this year in the NBA, it's actually worked out. If you didn't make money betting the NBA this year, then you really shouldn't be betting. Or you should be coming to me. Either one. Favorites this year. Uh, and the over, 27 times after hitting last night. Favorites in the under, uh, 23 times. And then you had a couple of pushes thrown in there. Um, let's see. Dog in the over, 18 times. Dog in the under, 17 times. So pretty even, but that favorite and over, which is generally the casual better's main play, has come out more times than not. Another double-digit game last night. So out of the 87 games, I got 52 as double-digit games. 52 and 35. Wow. NHL, we forgot to give you the numbers uh, yesterday. It's all over, obviously. So another uh, good uh, good year for favorites in the NHL. 45 and 36 with three games going off as pick'em. Over-unders, a lot more unders in the NHL. 35, 45, and 4. Overtime games, I had 27. Out of the 54 games. Think about almost half. Almost half the games. Not quite half, but uh, over a third of the games went to overtime in the NHL. Unlike that double-digit number I gave you in the uh, NBA, uh, the NHL was obviously so much closer. The uh, favorite and under was your overall winner 25 times. Favorite and over 20 times. Underdog and under 19 the underdog and over only hit 13 times out of 84 games. Interesting. Um, one goal games, I had 41. Could be, these numbers could be off, you know, having that week off kind of screwed me up there. Uh, they may be off by a tad, honestly. But I had 43 one-goal games. I got 10 more two-goal games, which means out of the 84 games, 53 were by two goals or less. So when you throw in a couple of those empty netters, you know, that really means it was a close game. I mean, just the complete antithesis of uh, the NBA postseason was the NHL postseason. Unfortunately, you know, the Stanley Cup final was a bit of a clunker, but overall the NHL players did a much, much, much better job. You know, whether you like this system of just playing regular season games in the one division and then the playoffs being set up where you, you didn't really have an Eastern versus Western conference showdown, it was just it was based on points, although it worked out that way anyway. Um, bottom line is the, the postseason was very, very competitive in the NHL. Uh, 53 two-goal or less games out of 84. That's pretty darn good. And, and all those overtime games, uh, to, you know, to boot. So the NHL did a pretty good job. Going to miss it, uh, that is for sure. Although, you know, listen, it starts up in a couple of months. It's amazing how long these seasons run. Right? I mean, it is just we're here in July, and they're going to be back on the ice in September. Literally two months from now, they're going to start training camp. Wow. I mean, I know they make a lot of money, and I know that, you know, two weeks vacation or two months vacation is, is uh, more than what most of us get, but it is remarkable how these teams don't have a whole lot of time to celebrate. 
All right, hour number one, we'll close up shop uh, with some uh, trends for today's baseball games and uh, take a look at a couple of the other stories uh, around the world of sports, including boxing uh, taking a setback and MMA with our dust, with uh, Mr. McGregor in action uh, this weekend. That's next. Ops Picks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yes, the final day of Opposite Picks. How about that? We'll be on in-game live later on tonight. Uh, and uh, everything else uh, that we normally do will be uh, switched over to a little in-game live action Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to uh, midnight Eastern time with yours truly and uh, Dane Martinez. So we got some baseball games uh, this afternoon. We got a bunch of series that are starting up. Uh, we got uh, MMA fighting uh, this weekend, Conor McGregor. Uh, point three versus Dustin Poirier. Is anybody watch that? Uh, you know, same old rhetoric yesterday at their press conference. And boy, it gets so old. You know, you talk about things that have never changed, whether it's boxing or now MMA. It's the same old, oh, I hate you. You hate me. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to destroy you. They pretend they're going to get into a fight on the stage. I mean, every single boxing or MMA fight, it's the same old routine. Man, can't they come up with anything different? I, I am a firm believer that McGregor's 15 minutes of fame are past him. Uh, although I, I must say, watching the press conference a little bit yesterday, boy, he does look bigger than uh, Poirier. He really, you know, uh, Dustin's there in his uh, Hawaiian T-shirt there, or Hawaiian golf shirt, if you will, or dress shirt, all chilling out. And McGregor's all dressed up in his suit and everything. And I'm like, wow, McGregor looks, I, I know there's, you know, weight classes and everything. So it can't necessarily be that big a difference, but he does look bigger this time around. Uh, McGregor does. So I was all set to put a, maybe a couple of shekels uh, on, uh, on good old Dustin, but uh, you know, seeing McGregor yesterday and his size, like, wow. I'll be doing in-game live Saturday night as well, 8 to midnight. So while the fight's going on, hopefully, hopefully it'll get underway before midnight Eastern time. Um, well, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, how we want to bet that thing. But I'll, I'll take a look at a couple of props when we come back. Because he does, you know, he's, it's uh, it's kind of making me change my mind about where I uh, might put my money because of uh, the size differential. It appears, anyway. All right, hour number one of the books. Hour number two, we got opposite picks. We'll run down all the baseball trends as well right here on a Sports Grid Friday morning. <laughs> 